This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to the program. I've been waiting for you today, and today it's not just me. I'm here with my precious wife, Denise. Hey, sweetheart. Hi, Rick. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Rick. We are going to have a good time today. Now, for you, you're getting ready for the new year. We're still waiting for Christmas. Isn't that amazing, Denise? It really is. And you know I've had a hard time with that. Oh, you have <laughs> had such a hard time with that. Through the years, on December 25th, which is just a work day in Russia, that is not Russian Christmas. Russian Christmas is on January the 7th. So on December 25th, every year, Denise and I have tried to find something to do because she's so sentimental about the date, December 25th. Jesus was not born on December 25th, and he was not born on January the 7th. He was born. That's what's important. But because we grew up in America in the West, when everybody celebrates Christmas on December 25th, that's always been a very important date for Denise. She's very sentimental about it. So she always says, Rick, we have to do something today. It's December 25th. I love all the Christmas festivities. I just, I love chestnuts roasting on an open fire. But Denise, nobody, nobody, I mean, I where we, nobody where we live even knows that song. They don't even know that, that song. That is all Western. I know. Now we have decorations here. Tell them about our decorations. Oh my goodness. You should come to Moscow just to see the decorations at Christmas. But they're not Christmas decorations. Well, they are to me. But they're not. <laughs> they are New Year's decorations because Christmas was officially canceled in the early 20s because the Soviet power was atheistic, so they did not allow Christmas. So all the Christmas festivities which had once been celebrated on December 25th, they were canceled, and all the attention moved to... New Year's. New Year's. So on New Year's, we have New Year's trees, we have New Year's lights, we even have what looks like Santa Claus, but it's not Santa Claus, it is... Diet Maroz. Diet Maroz, which in Russian means Father Frost. Everything moved to New Year's. But honey, tell them about the decorations. They're fantastic. I. It's like eye candy everywhere. The Kremlin is just like eye candy. Lights, trees, more lights, more trees, more tinsel. Oh, it's like it's something you just have to look at and take in. Actually, Red Square is converted into an ice skating rink. And they actually bring a forest from the countryside and reconstruct it outside the Kremlin and decorate all the trees, real trees, living trees, an entire forest right by Marshall Zhukov near Red Square. It is just dazzling, isn't it? And not just there. If you drive up by the Bolshoi oh. Theater, uh, you are just, your mouth just drops open to see the New Year's decorations. And the huge, huge chandeliers that they put on all these big light fixtures throughout the city. I mean, these chandeliers, I can't, I cannot tell you how big they are. They're, it's just like, wow, wow, wow. It's all so beautiful. But let me give you a little taste of what we do at Christmas. Denise, tell them about the year we went to the circus. 
Well, of course, it was December 25th, and I said, Rick, can we please celebrate? I just have to celebrate. So we went to the circus. So we're on like the second row. How many people go to the circus <laughs> on Christmas? But we went not, to the circus. Not too many. <laughs> not too many. But the circus was packed. Yes, it was. And by the way, Moscow has a permanent circus. There's a circus every day. Moscow has several circuses. But this is the famous historic circus. There's a circus building. So you can go there every day. It's not a tent they put up and take down. It's a circular structure right downtown Moscow. Okay. So Rick and I are enjoying the circus. We're eating popcorn and having a great time and seeing the elephants. But then the, the bears come out. And let me tell you, they have on tutus. They have on ice skates. They are ice skate. Yes. Yes, you heard me right. They are ice skating. Ha on two legs oh. not on they're not no, on all fours <laughs> they're on two legs standing upright <laughs> one leaning forward with one leg in the air <laughs> doing circles am i am i telling the truth absolutely the truth so i'm i'm sitting there thinking how are their feet fitting <laughs> the ice skates in the ice skates i don't ice skate and here's a bear ice skating twirling in a tutu so it was a pretty fantastic sight to see. So that's how we celebrated Christmas that year. <laughs> but anyway, so your festivities are finished. Ours are still to come. January 1st is going to be outstanding. It looks like July 4th in America. Just put it on steroids. The fireworks, the sky is filled with fireworks in Moscow. When the clock strikes 12 on December 31st. President Putin comes on the air, he gives his national address, and people party the whole night. And then on January the 7th, finally, Christians begin to celebrate Christmas, those who celebrate it. It's still not a very popular holiday in Russia. No, we always have something in our church to reach out to our community, for children. I mean, we use the holiday to reach out to those who don't know about Jesus. By the way, if you're a partner, Denise and I want to say thank you for being a partner with our ministry. You are really making a difference. Never let the devil tell you that what you do is small or insignificant. It is very valuable. It helps us take this teaching to people that are starving for the teaching of the Bible. Many people don't have access to church like you have in your city. People are just crying out for somebody to bring them the Bible. And that's what we do. And when you give, you put fuel in the tank so we can do that. And we're so thankful. If you're not a partner, please pray about becoming one. And for everyone who becomes a financial partner, that means they give regularly into our ministry. We send them my book, Life in the Combat Zone. We're not prophesying a combat zone. You're already in one. You deal with principalities and powers and all kinds of things. But the book says you can overcome, you can thrive in the midst of any situation. And this book is dedicated to partners and that's why we give it to everyone who becomes a partner with our ministry. And we also send them Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. It's small, but it is simply dynamic. Also, right now, we're offering you the series called Decisions. This is the time of the year, Denise, when people make decisions. And the subtitle says, are you going to follow through this time? Hmm. That means you've probably made decisions in the past you didn't follow through. But this time, you need to follow through. And today... 
Denise and I are going to talk to you about a real important decision that you need to make right now as we enter the new year. This comes with a wonderful study guide. We're also offering you my book called The Point of No Return, Tackling Your Next New Assignment with Courage and Common Sense. The back of the book says you've reached a crossroads in your life and you know it's time for you to make a change. If you're ever going to step out and obey what God is asking you to do, it's now or never. It's scary to do something you've never done, but that's what you have to do if you're going to do something new. This book is so good, so order your copy today. But today, Denise and I are going to talk to you about making important decisions, and this week, we're going to be talking to you about five decisions you need to make. Today, we're going to talk to you about, are you ready? Losing weight. Ay, ay, ay. Tomorrow, you know, I don't think I'm going to tell them what we're going to talk about tomorrow because I want them to join us. If I tell them, they may not watch the program. But today we're going to talk to you about losing weight. Now, before you turn off your TV or your device, I want to tell you that losing weight can be hard. I know that several years ago, I lost nearly a hundred pounds. In fact, I recently saw a photo of me from several years ago. It was so painful for me to even look at that photo. I asked the people to please remove it. I was huge. I was in such bad shape. And my family cornered me and said, you are going to change your life. And they helped me lose weight. So I understand that losing weight can be very difficult. But today, Denise and I are going to talk to you about this. And guess what? I know it's what you want to do anyway. I cannot begin to count the times. Denise, you know this is true. When I used to wear all black clothing, because black hides everything. And so I would buy black shirts, black pants, black socks, black jackets. I was just hiding in a veil of black, trying to hide the fact that I was getting bigger. I didn't want my rolls to appear. And I was on the scales, off the scales, on my way to the refrigerator, repenting before I even opened the refrigerator but not really repenting because I didn't change. I took whatever I wanted. I was just out of control physically, just out of control. And I had to make a decision. And Denise helped me, our sons helped me, and actually they made me very angry. They cornered me. Guess when they cornered me? After a big meal. First we ate, and then they cornered me, shut the door to the TV room, and they said, it's time for you to make a change. You need to make a decision. And it was around the first of the year. I'm so glad they did that. Maybe you need somebody to corner you. Somebody who loves you to come alongside of you and say, hey, you need to lose weight. If you're going to live a long time, if you're going to be healthy, you have to make a change. And for you to change, you have to make a decision. A decision. Denise, that was a tough moment, wasn't it? It, it was very tough. It was very tough, Rick. And, and, um, and it took much prayer because I respect my husband. And so when you are speaking to someone you respect, you honor, um, you, have to, you have to be careful. You have to be wise. You have to use counsel. And, but I want to encourage you, if there's somebody in your life that you really are caring for, you fear for their life because of the way they're treating their life, Pray, 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 and seek God to give you an avenue to speak into that person's life and to realize that 
you may be saving their life. It's, it, it's very vital. God didn't put us in each other's lives for no reason. We're to help one another. So you can be careful. You can use wisdom, get counsel. You love that person. Do it with the most love in your heart. But you might be the answer that they're really looking for. And of course, I had to have an open heart to receive. If you talk to somebody and they don't have an open heart, then you have to back up. You have to use wisdom. You can't go where you're not invited. If the door is not opened, then you don't have a voice. But what about you? Maybe you personally are tired of hiding behind dark colors and you would like to lose weight. Well, today we're talking to you and we want to encourage you. And today we're going to use our Bible. And Denise, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Are you ready? I'm ready. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, <clears throat> verse 26. The Apostle Paul talked about jumping in the race to get something done. That's what I'm going to talk to you about today. Jumping in the race to lose weight. Listen to what Paul said. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 26. He said, I therefore so run. He was talking about his personal assignment, what he had to do to make changes, what he had to do to do anything God told him to do. He said, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. Let's look at that word run. The word run in Greek is the word treko. This word treko is used all over the New Testament, means to run, but it pictures one who has jumped into the race and is pressing ahead with all of his might to reach a goal. Did you hear that word? A goal that is set before him. It pictures one who's running at such a pace that both feet never hit the ground at the same time. He's running with his eyes fixed on the finish line. So he has a finish line. The runner makes a dash for it, steadily moving forward toward the goal. In this word, run is the concept of running toward something. So I want to ask you, what is your goal about your weight? If you don't have a goal, then you're never going to attain your victory. You have to have a goal. And rather than start with a huge goal, start with a lower goal. Set goals along the way. Reach the first goal, then push the goal a little further. You can have intermediary goals along the way as you run your race to lose weight. You've got to have a goal. You've got to make a decision to jump into the race. You've got to be determined to do it. And just like a runner, you've got to steadily, consistently keep moving toward that goal. But there's something else Paul said in this verse. He said, I therefore so run not as uncertainly. Now, Denise, that word uncertainly is so interesting. It's a Greek word, adelos. It means uncertainly or aimlessly. That would be a better translation. I don't run aimlessly or to run without direction. It depicts one who has no plan or no aim. And the fact is, if you are going to lose weight, I'm speaking from personal experience, you have to have a goal. You have to have a fixed amount in your mind that you want to, to lose. Otherwise, you're just going to run aimlessly. You have to have a plan. And don't just try to figure it out along the way. You have to have a plan. A plan removes all the mystery. A plan helps you to operate with discipline. If you don't have a plan, you will never reach victory. Losing weight is possible if you have a plan. Otherwise, you'll just run uncertainly, aimlessly, with no goal, no plan, 
with our direction. Denise? You know, Rick, now I'm a person that needs encouragement. And so I receive my encouragement from books. So I'll read a book that says, you need to eat this, stop eating this, <clears throat> eat this, stop eating that, and you will have this, and this will happen. And that encourages me. It's like a guideline for me. And when I get encouraged, then I'm like, okay, this is my goal for this time next month. And you might say, well, Denise, you're not very much overweight. Well, I mean, that's true. You can look at me. But you know what? I have to stay focused. I learned a few years ago that when you get to a certain age, you better start using some discipline or we're just going to get wider and wider and wider and wider. <laughs> oh. and, and so we don't want to get wider because, you know, when you get wider, you get less healthy. And you're less happy with yourself. Oh, tremendously less happy with yourself. And I know that this is so hurtful to some of you that are listening because you're in this situation. But I want you to know there is hope. There, Jesus came for us for every reason. And he doesn't stand back from us like, oh, I'm not going to help them. Look at them. That would be a lie from the devil. He comes with all of his love and compassion to do everything to help us, to become better, to think better, to live better. He's, he is there for us to be better. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26, Paul said two very important things. Number one, you got to make a decision to jump in the race. Mm -hmm. You can't just sit around and think about it. Only you can get in the race and move your feet. You have to make a decision to run toward a goal. That's true. Paul says, don't run uncertainly with no aim, no direction. You have to have a fixed goal. But listen to what he said in the next verse, verse 27. I keep under my body. Ay, ay, ay. Keep under is a Greek word, hoop piazzo. Now, this is such a strange Greek word. This word, hoop piazzo, describes the area of the face below the eyes. Hoop piazzo. Well, what is below the eyes? How about the mouth? It's talking about the mouth. And when he says, I keep under my body, one person has translated this, I beat the lower part of my face black and blue and make it my slave. Well, that means you have to take authority over your mouth and over your appetite. You have to take authority over your mouth, over your hunger, over your appetite. And there's a great verse for this in Proverbs chapter 23, verse two. It's a verse that I used to love to skip over. It says, and put a knife to thy throat if thou be a man given to appetite. Ay, ay, ay. It's pretty strong. It means stop eating. Take authority over your mouth. Or how about this one? 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. That verse really helped me. Because when I was eating fast food and fries and all this horrible, unhealthy food, the Holy Spirit would say to me, can you eat that to the glory of God? Can you eat, eat like a glutton to the glory of God? Can you be your present weight to the glory of God? Are you really doing this to the glory of God? And I would have to look at that food and say, you know what? No, I, I'm not. I cannot eat this food to the glory of God, but I'm going to eat it anyway. You see, it's really, it's a choice. You have to make a decision 
you have to be very intentional that you're going to eat to the glory of God. You're not going to eat to the glory of God. You're going to walk away, push the table away, push the plate away from you to the glory of God. You're really submitting your body, your mouth, your appetite to the Lordship of Jesus. That's really what it's about. We have to submit ourselves to the Lordship of Christ. And maybe this has been an area that's been difficult for you. There is no condemnation. No condemnation. We are people who understand. But I'm telling you, if you feel like you're trapped, and if day by day, month by month, year by year, you keep saying, I need to lose weight, 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 it's time for you to quit saying that. And now it's time for you to say, I'm going to run. I'm going to jump in the race. I'm going to have a fixed goal of how much I want to lose. And just like the Apostle Paul says, I'm going to run consistently. I'm going to begin moving both of my feet, moving in the direction toward my goal. If I have to, I'm going to beat the lower half of my face, black and blue, and make my body my slave. If I have to, I'm going to obey the book of Proverbs. I'm going to put a knife to my throat. I'm going to quit eating, and I'm going to learn to eat to the glory of God. This is a process, and if you fail a few times along the way, don't even get discouraged about that. You probably will. Just get back on track. Keep running the race. You can do it. Now, we're almost out of time. But friend, I want to tell you that Denise and I are praying for you. This is the time of the year when people gorge. This is the time for you to make a decision. This year, I'm not going to gorge. Don't overeat and then say, you know, after the first of the year, I'm going to lose weight. Because by then, first of all, you're going to feel bad because you've been eating a lot of sugar. Sugar takes you down. The scales are going to show that you're heavier. Start now. Make a decision that you're going to lose weight, you're going to jump in the race, and you're going to learn to eat to the glory of God. We'll be back in just a moment, and Denise and I are going to pray for you. Decisions. Are they easy or difficult for you to make? Many people make decisions but don't keep them. In the five-part series, Decisions, Rick Renner will help you make decisions about your diet, fitness, finances, relationships, and your walk with God. If you're ready to lose weight, ready to start a new plan to exercise, to get your finances in shape, to improve your relationships, and to take your walk with God up a notch, then you need Decision to help you actually do it. Available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $10. This series will help you make the overdue decisions that you've wanted to make for a long time. In addition to this teaching series, you can also purchase a point of no return. In this book, Rick describes how to take steps into your God-designed future. God is waiting for you to get moving, but he will not take the steps of faith for you. You can do it, but you need to know how. That is what you'll discover in this timely book. Don't delay ordering your copy today. It will propel you into the plan God has planned for you. Order your copy of The Point of No Return today for only $15. Don't miss this special offer, Decisions and The Point of No Return. Call now or go to renner.org. Call or go online now. Hey friends, this is Rick Renner and today I am standing in the foyer of Rick Renner Ministries in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I just wish I could pick you up and bring you here to see all the wonderful ministry that is happening in this facility where we receive thousands and thousands of phone calls from people just like you 
who reach out to us for prayer and for teaching they can trust. Proverbs 10:21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many, and we know that's our job. Our job is to feed many. And I wanna say thank you to you for everything you've helped us do with your giving. You helped us construct our studio, purchase this building, and now in phase three of our ministry expansion program, we're wanting to pay this facility off so we can liberate all that money to take the teaching of the Bible around the world on additional channels and venues. And by being a part of our giving team, you can really help us make this happen. If you're not already a part of our giving team, please pray about joining us. And together we can join hands and through teaching of the Bible and by ministering to people that reach out to us and by sending teaching products around the world, we can really change people's lives. And it's amazing to me that today it's never been easier to make an impact in somebody else's life right from where you are. Think about that. You don't even have to get out of your chair. Just go online or make a phone call and bam, by becoming a part of the giving team, you can do something that reaches beyond your world into somebody else's life to really make a difference. That is powerful. And according to the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, Jesus promises that if we'll go, or if we'll do what we can do to help others go with the Word of God, His power will show up in our lives. So thank you for praying about being a part of our giving team. And the moment you join, I want you to really expect the power of God to show up in your life. Denise and I have enjoyed being with you so much today as we've shared our personal testimony about what we had to do to jump in the race to lose weight. What I had to do really because Denise has never had a weight problem. I always have struggled with my weight. So several years ago, I made a decision. It's time for this struggle to end. And I learned to eat right and I lost a lot of weight, nearly 100 pounds. But I had to make a decision to jump in the race and to learn how to eat to the glory of God. And that really is my rule. Can I eat this to the glory of God? Can I eat this much to the glory of God? That rule has really helped me stay on track. Wow, this is so helpful. And if you need prayer, we would love to pray with you. Don't be embarrassed to call us. Our team would love to pray with you. Everybody faces struggles. It always helps when somebody's praying with you. But right now we're offering you my series called Decisions, are you going to follow through this time? It's really good. It's five parts. It comes in multiple formats with a wonderful study guide. And we're also offering you my book called The Point of No Return, Tackling Your Next New Assignment with Courage and Common Sense. And for those who become partners with our ministry, we always send them my book called Life in the Combat Zone, How to Survive, Thrive, and Overcome in the Midst of Difficult Situations. A partner is anyone who financially, regularly supports our ministry. We really need you. And if you're blessed by our program, please help us take it to somebody else. We also send you, all of our new partners, Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. But Denise and I wanna pray for you. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that today we could address an issue that affects every single person watching this program. We thank you that we do not have to make these decisions and make these changes on our own, but the power of the Holy Spirit is present to help us make the decision to jump in the race and to reach the goal. And my friend, I want to tell you, you can do it with the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for being with us.
Remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power. Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity. This program was made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. 